Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today is such a special episode as we're celebrating. We're celebrating our fourth year doing the (laughs) podcast, you guys. This is so exciting. Just amazing. And I know there's so many because we hear it and we'd love to hear more of you that have been listening since the first episode or Mm -hmm. that are newer to it, but then started over at episode one. And uh, it's just no matter how many you've listened to, we're just thankful. Yeah. It's been pretty awesome to see how God has been the one getting this out to people. It's just been really cool to watch how the spirit has moved. And we love hearing your testimonies as well. So we thought that today we would spend an episode, as this is like the fourth anniversary of the Courageous Parenting Podcast, doing a behind the scenes of the Be Courageous ministry. Which is going to obviously have some practical insights in it. We're never not going to do that, right? So buckle your seatbelt. But we thought it might be fun uh, just to hear about some things we don't normally share, hear how the ministry did this year so far in terms of what God's doing through it to impact people. Mm -hmm. And we're just really encouraged really by you. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's just incredible to see how God's using so many people Mm -hmm. to spread the word about what God's doing with the Be Courageous ministry. Yeah, it's been exciting. So, well, you guys, let's just dive in here. We've had, there's a lot that we're going to talk about behind the scenes. We're going to talk a little bit about family. We're going to talk a little bit about all the things that we do on a regular basis during the week, Isaac. So why don't you share, start sharing a little bit more? Yeah, we'll dive into more in a little bit. But um, yeah, you know, this is a family effort, meaning that, mm-hmm. um, you know, Megan works weekly doing a lot of different things, uh, mostly social media related, but we're so thankful for her help. Mm-hmm. Austin, since near the beginning, has been doing production uh, of the main podcast and the kids podcast as well when that started a year ago. So we're just so thankful for his support. Obviously, he has a full time career and job, and he does mm-hmm. that in his off hours uh, to support the ministry. And of course, we pay him and yes. we pay Megan. And and actually, I don't know if you know this, the kids also, all of the kids, minus Xander, he can't quite speak very well yet, a few words here and there, but uh, they all do kid episodes and they each get paid for that as well. Because, you know, if somebody's going to work and contribute, they deserve to be paid. Yeah, do wages. It's kind of cool. We started out the Courageous Kids podcast with the vision of trying to um, disciple our children in being able to teach their convictions and communicate what they believe and the things that they're learning through God's word or just in relationships on a daily basis that are very applicable to things that kids deal with on a daily basis. And we wanted them to also be getting some practice with, you know, it's kind of like a speech and debate, if you will, but on yeah. a, a different kind of scale because they have to create a keyword outline. They have to get their thoughts together, the scripture that they're going to use, and then they have to communicate. And then we take care of it from there. Obviously, Austin edits podcasts and then gets it in the app. But it's, so. but it's all recently some friends asked us, wow, it seems like, you know, I think it was, yeah, it was some people that we go to church with and they're like, you know, it seems like you guys shoot the episode pretty close to when it goes out. 
Right. You know, and we're like, yeah, we do. Definitely week of most of the time, sometimes mm-hmm. even as close as the day before uh, we're shooting the podcast episode. Mm-hmm. The benefit of that is whenever you're listening to a new episode, it is literally what the Holy Spirit has prompted mm-hmm. us to talk about with whether mm-hmm. we're dealing with things in our own lives or we we've realized this is something people need help with or we got a recent question and mm-hmm. it felt like wow that's what God wants us to do. Right. And I think too that one of the things that's been super helpful for us regarding finding topics to talk about on the podcast um just doing the courageous parenting mentor program and the Q&As that we do every 2 weeks in the programs that we do every 6 weeks that's been really insightful for us in knowing what topics are relevant to talk about more in depth and like prepare big bigger messages on um, the podcasts are generally how long, Isaac? How long are each of our podcasts for those who might be listening for the first time? They are 30 minutes to an hour. And if you've been around a long time, you know that there's probably only a handful that are actually 30 minutes. Most right. of them are 45 minutes to an hour. Which is a lot longer than most podcasts that are out there for sure. I think that part of that is that, you know, when you listen to other podcasts, there's a lot of opinion. There's a lot of chit chat. There's a lot of like banter and things like that in podcasts. At least that's that's one of the things that I've noticed in some podcasts. And um, for us, we really have chosen to not let that be the case. We really try to get to the point. We try to have points and subpoints and scripture references. And we try to back up the things that we are teaching with scripture as much as possible um, because we would rather be pointing you guys to the word and to like what our thinking is and what the Lord has impressed mm-hmm. upon our heart biblically rather than pointing you to just do what Isaac and Angie do. That's not the point of the podcast or the ministry in any means. Um, and so, you know, sometimes we even share the things that we've learned the hard way, right? Yeah. And and talking about and, and the things that we've been convicted on the things that we've had to confess to either people that we've been walking with in life or each other or kids and repent of. And then we teach on it years later or weeks later or whatever. And we aim to only teach about what we have experience in. Yeah. And I think that's important. And we really have a conviction that, you know, if we don't, if somebody asks us a question and we don't have firsthand experience, mm-hmm. we tell them that first. We can also draw from other experiences mm-hmm. and what we've heard from other people in the Bible, but we'll always tell you if we don't have that firsthand experience ourselves. It's totally. super important, I think. And as there's, you know, it's a world full of experts trying to teach things. And in a lot of ways, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, but a lot of times those experts also haven't lived through a lot of those things. So all they're doing is regurgitating information that they read in another book, which is something that Isaac and I have really tried not to do unless it's the book of the Bible and we want to point you to Jesus and we want to point you to scripture itself. Amen. So um, I'm going to rip through this real quick. So just a day in the life of, you know, the work behind Mm -hmm. the ministry and how to make it happen. Obviously the kids, I'm going to start with them. Um, beyond the kick podcast, they have to help watch kids when Angie's involved. So if Angie's ever involved and I'm also involved, then the kids are helping and they've been such troopers. They understand that it's helping, you know, impact people and so forth. So that's great. Content creation. That is something that is very important uh, to come up with content that, that we're inspired to give based on biblical truth. And obviously we do that with the podcast. We do that in the courses, mm-hmm. the books, the things that we do. But as we look into next year, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, we hope to do more 
new content creation. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but Mm -hmm. that's a major part of the ministry that we want to spend more time on. Mm -hmm. Um, Customer support. That's just something that goes with the territory, especially when there's products and different, all the different things, people trying to get in courses, forgot their password, forgot uh, how to get into a certain course. We have several different platforms we use. So they're not all in one place based Mm -hmm. on different reasons for that. Uh, So, Customer support is something that's an everyday uh, thing that's happening. Uh, and we try to have excellent customer support, mm-hmm. uh, get back to people right away, that kind of thing. Technology. We use lots of different pieces of technology. We even use, you know, from WordPress to Squarespace to, um, you know, a webinar platform to a text messaging platform to I think we have six different websites uh, technically, they're, lot, they're all linked together through Be Courageous Ministry now. So lots of different technology, technology breaks, things happen. Um, sometimes I can fix it. Sometimes I need a professional person to that we pay to fix those things So and keep them running. Also, you know, as tech on the tech side, there's servers, right? So it was interesting uh, as Courageous Parenting was growing, all of a sudden I got a, a reach out from the server company and they're like, hey, you know what? It's taking a while for people to actually be able to load your pages because there's so much traffic. I'm like, that is such fantastic news. That is great. Can I pay you more money? This is awesome. So we awesome. can get a bigger bandwidth? Yeah. <laughs> so we can, you know, it, it, it actually is good news, meaning yeah. that it's impacting more people. Praise yeah. the Lord. Yeah. And so, you know, it's actually quite a bit of money to have a large amount of traffic hitting websites and to be able to have a good experience. So these things are some things people might not realize. Yeah. What are some other things, Isaac, on the side of technology that that's more on the practical side? I mean, you guys, if you're watching us on Rumble, right, you see that there's some mics here <laughs> yeah. and there's some other technology. And sometimes those things don't work the best, but we've been blessed to be using the same equipment for the past four years. It's amazing. It really is. This I think stuff we've replaced maybe one thing. And a couple cords, but really, really pleased with the technology. There are some things we haven't upgraded one time uh, since uh, the original stuff, and some of it was given to us, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so we're just super thankful, but there are some needs on on equipment. But yeah, it's it's really, you know, not too complex, actually, what it takes to do a podcast. Um, and obviously, on the tech side, we have three different course building platforms we also use. So, yeah, right. Uh, software. But right. um, now social media is another aspect of it. Social media is uh, an ever-changing realm. I'm so thankful for Megan having a young mind. Oh my goodness. She can do things that take, would take me (laughs) hours to do in like a matter of, you know, 10 minutes or something. It's pretty incredible. So yeah. So she, she keeps us up to speed with the changes in that world. Um, but really we're so thankful for the be courageous app because now we can have a safer place of posting and other people posting where we can really speak our minds and other people can too, but we're still out there. We don't have to worry about censorship or weird algorithms. We're still out there. We're going to be wherever Christians are. Mm-hmm. And uh, and to encourage them and so forth. Okay, mm-hmm. so social media is a daily part of the ministry, um, and, and it's not just posting. By the way, it's all the messages that come in. Yeah. It's all those different things. We're not perfect at that side of it because there's so much, but we mm-hmm. tried to get back to people mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, there's an effort constantly to reach more people. That takes brain power. That takes creativity. That takes you know how do you do this if you're not willing to advertise on Instagram and Facebook, which and, is the main and place? And how do you grow 
um, a ministry when you have the enemy against you, right? Like for us, we've experienced censorship. I know that especially the Courageous Mom platform has experienced a lot of that. And it's very, very obvious um, that mm-hmm. they have put thresholds on me because you can tell when they let it off and when they put it back on. And it's really like night and day. Well, um, Resolute Man gets it too when I talk about vaccines or things like that. But. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, depending on what we do, we always know that if we're going to post something that we're willing to be like in timeout for a couple months, <laughs> they, oh, they meta put us in timeout again. But um, the reality is that that even like has been an issue with people being able to get a hold of me. I know that there have been times with social media where someone will DM me and I won't actually get the message until like a month or two later, it'll pop up but it'll have the date on when they sent it because I keep my box clean Mm -hmm. at all times. And sometimes it really makes me mad because there's like this last week, there was an issue where there were two different women who were suffering miscarriages and were really looking for some advice on something like, because one of them might've been in danger. And I was like, I didn't even get this message for a month. And so they literally are putting people's, there was like a, a, an issue of life in danger where I would have said, you need to go to ER right now. And I hope that they did. But like, there's just, it's frustrating because for other people to potentially think and if that affect my reputation that I'm not getting back to them when in reality, it's that I'm not getting their message, right? And so um, that that element has been a constant challenge, just even with my thinking. I have to take thoughts captive and um, not allow it to impact me continuing to try to encourage people in the Lord and try to um, be the witness that I know that God has called me to be. But in that with social media, that's one of the things that I've loved about the Be Courageous app since we launched that a year ago is that there isn't any kind of censorship in that way and people can get a hold of us a lot easier. Now, another thing that has been a big thing that Isaac works on on a regular basis is um, just managing things. He talked a little bit about, you know, content with social media. He talked about technology, talked about customer support. Um, And then there's also like the weekly blog posts that go along with each podcast. And I'm not sure if you knew that, but at BeCourageousMinistry.org, when you click on podcasts and that takes you to where all of our podcasts are, there is a transcript, there's a video embedded, there's an audio. So if you ever have an issue with being able to listen to one of the podcasts, whether it's on Apple or Stitcher or Google Play or Spotify or any of those places, sometimes things do happen in the future. I'm just giving you a heads up. You can always go to our website. You can also see the scripture references that we cover that are there, as well as other links that we have that are like potential blog posts that we've written over the the years that are going to be helpful on the same topic. So yeah, and there's of course administration. There's there's managing coffee inventory and all. There's just a lot and of different merch. things about yeah. it. And we'll talk a little bit later why we're doing that, um, which I think you know. Um, there's also photography. We have uh, some gifted people uh, closer to love photography. They've been great. Austin has been great. We've yeah, had some, our son uh, <laughs> is a photographer as well, so um, that's been helpful. Yeah. So you know, but we always uh, you know get help that way. And then advertising, we're looking for new ways to, we've done advertising in the past, ever since the presidential election in the US, we stopped, but we're looking for alternative ways to advertise. Mm -hmm, That'll mm -hmm. be something for this year. Um, But that takes quite a bit of work actually to manage. Um, Production, production work, producing things and so forth and having other people help in in that. And I would say also protection. Uh, Prayer is really Mm -hmm. important and other forms of protection too, because there's really a target on your back when you're doing Christian ministry. It should never discourage somebody if somebody 
who's thinking about that. It's just something you have mm-hmm. to be aware of. You should be praying. You should be rock solid in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You need lots of marriage communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need people praying for you because believe it or not, there's actually probably people praying against you sometimes and evil people out there and so forth that want to do bad things. So that's that's an element that mm-hmm. that is there. We have to be careful about certain things and so forth. One of the things that I've always been encouraged in a weird sort of way is that if you aren't experiencing the enemy's attacks, then you're probably not a threat to him. And that's probably one of the things that for me in the midst of it, because I get that question a lot from people like, how do you handle da 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 you know, all the things that I've, I've shared over the years of um, just different attacks that we have had on ministry or on our accounts, whether it's been people who've taken our pictures and started extra accounts and just been harassing us or stalking us. That's also happened. Like there's, there's certain things, but I go, you know what? That is the enemy and I'm not going to let the enemy win. You have to get that like courageous, spiritual, Holy Spirit power activated to where you go, nope, I know that God has called me to this. This is just another sign that we are in the times that we are in and I'm not going to stop because it's about glorifying him. It's not about me. And I I think that hopefully if you're in ministry and you're listening to this, you're going, amen, Angie, Uh because I I hope that that's an encouragement to you to keep going. Um, We need more Christians to be rising up and to be purposefully sharing how God has impacted their lives. That's testimony. That's what, you know, when I think about the Bible, Isaac, one of the things that is just so, um, impactful on me is that it is recount of history, right? It's mm-hmm. God's, it's his story, his story, right? It's history. And in there is tons of testimonies of men, human men and women, just like us, the mistakes they made, mm-hmm. and then the ways that God redeemed those things, that he brought beauty from ashes, the ways that people glorified him, and it's all about God. And I just, I love that because we get to be walking history, right? In the sense that we are to be pointing people to Christ just as the people of old were. Yeah, amen, amen. So I thought we'd just take a moment and talk about some of the really cool things that have happened this last year, and then we'll share some vision that could encourage you too as you cultivate your own vision for your family mm-hmm. and those things. This mm-hmm. is the time of year to do that. And if you haven't listened to a full episode on vision, listen to podcast episode number one mm-hmm. uh, from four years ago. So anyways, uh, some really cool things that have happened. Did you know that the podcast has been downloaded in over 184, actually precisely 184 countries this year. That's, That's amazing. Crazy, because you guys. the podcast isn't translated into other languages. That yeah. means English speaking people in 184 countries are listening to the podcast. I want to share some really, we're so encouraged by this. And you can think about the geopolitical and the the challenges Mm -hmm. and the persecution of the church in some of these different areas. And people are listening to the Courageous Parenting Podcast. Iran, by the way, is number 90. No way. Number 90 on the list of 184 countries in terms of total downloads. Mm -hmm. Iran, uh, somehow our podcast is making it into that country. Turkey is number seven. 70, by the way, number 70. Whoa. Uganda, number 51 out of 184 countries in terms of downloads. And we'll just do a count up here. Forty, Number 47 is Russia. That's so cool. Yeah, that's I incredible. love that. We're encouraging people there. And obviously, we speak to biblical truth, parenting, marriage, but also what's happening in the world. We do speak to those things mm-hmm. and preparing and these kinds of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, number 40 is Israel. That's really neat. <laughs> Love that. Uh, number 33 is China. Can you believe it? 
A closed country. A closed like Iran yeah, and China. Christianity. And wow. uh and the underground church is there and they're listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um number twenty nine is South Korea. Number ten is Sweden. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh number nine, Mexico. Number eight, the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. That's like Norway and other Scandinavia, things like that, yeah. right? Number seven, Germany. Number six, New Zealand. Number five, South Africa. That is fantastic. That's crazy. That kind of surprised me. That does, yeah. That's really cool. Number four, the UK. Number three, Australia. Number two, Canada. Number one, USA. So I just thought that was, that encouraged my heart. Oh, it does. This is the first time I'm hearing this, you guys. And I'm just like, we're in Turkey. We're in Russia. We're in China. That's awesome. Yeah. And how powerful would that be? Maybe, you know, at some point we need to raise funds to translate or have some company that translates the podcast and pick like one language first that would be most meaningful. I mean, that could be something. I don't know. That's something we should definitely pray about. And if you guys have recommendations, please contact us. I know some podcasts do that and um, that could be interesting to reach Mm -hmm. more people. So Mm -hmm. um, also just the number of downloads, this is really encouraging too. The number of downloads for the podcast grew 23% this year over last year. Wow. So that's big. That's really big. That's, That's almost really cool. a quarter. And you know why that happened? Because you shared it. Right. Because we, ha- literally, we literally were not doing any advertising. We're just plugging away, being God's faithful. God's using people <laughs> to expand the ministry. It's so encouraging. This isn't about dollars. This is about impact. This yeah. is so cool. Well, the podcast is free. So yeah, in that yeah, sense, I mean, it's it, amazing. Well, it's actually an expense. <laughs> well, it's free to everybody. Yeah, it's free, free to everybody else. Yeah. Um, okay. So in November, for example, I believe it was our best month ever this, you know, last month, which was 90,673 downloads. Unbelievable. So that is so cool that November was so large and it's incrementally growing. And this year uh, is going to be the first year over 1 million downloads for the year. For one year. For one year. And one episode every week, a million downloads. I don't know how many people that is. I have no idea, actually. That's pretty cool. I can't get those analytics, but that's really, really cool. And we're so encouraged Mm -hmm. by that. I hope you are too. And you're part of all of that, which is great. So anyways, I think we'll come back to some of that in a little bit, but I think we should go into a little bit of vision and we're going to talk about some exciting Mm -hmm. things that we plan to do this next year too. But I hope this is encouraging to you to even create a vision for your own family and or whatever you're doing. Um, But Mm -hmm. really, as I think about it and as we think about it, It takes courage to live in these times Mm -hmm. as a Christian. Mm -hmm. And it's no longer where, like in the U.S., maybe 10, 15 years ago, it was pretty much freedom of expression about your faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. Without um, persecution. Without in fact, persecution. I remember the time when people would look at it, like if you said you were a Christian, then I know that for myself, I just automatically gave a little bit more trust to those people because I was like, oh, they're more more moral. They're more safe. They're more like-minded. Yeah. Like as a child and a teenager, I remember thinking that way. And it's just not so anymore. There's this, there's a difference between Christian and biblical Christian as we, when we communicate in our conversations, between, yeah. you know, in our marriage, we're like, wow, there's really a, 
a difference actually. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that it's an important difference that needs to be taught to our children today because the the most dangerous deception is those who claim to be Christian but are teaching false things or living in a way with unrepented sin. They're choosing lifestyles that are biblically sinful and it's a choice and they know it and they're justifying their sin versus living in light. They're living in darkness. That is the most dangerous for your kids, right? The, the people who are doing that and claiming to be Christians. And so like teaching your children that there's like biblical Christians are people who are actually living what the Bible says as best as possible. And so it takes courage to parent biblically. It takes courage to have a biblical marriage. It takes courage to nourish your marriage when there could be so many distractions. It takes courage to have the discipline needed. It takes courage to stand for truth, to proclaim truth, to disagree with somebody, even in a loving way about, you know, your, your biblical stance on something. Right. And the enemy is trying to kill, steal, and destroy. He's using three main avenues as we mm-hmm. see it is, is um, destroying biblical marriage, destroying biblical gender, and confusing people about sex. And those three things are rampant around the world mm-hmm. in distortion. And the enemy is full of distortion, and God is a God of complete infallible truth. And I would even say there's, I mean, obviously always been an attack on life just in general, but this is just another avenue. When Isaac's talking about gender confusion and and confusion about sex, like obviously that also is an attack on life, isn't it? Because procreation truly can only uniquely happen one way and that's God's way. And so when there is confusion, obviously less life is occurring, which that is what the enemy wants because he hates life. And so we have to understand that like all of this comes down to the the truth about who God is, the truth about who our enemy is and understanding those things and choosing to walk in a biblical way, but with your eyes wide open, it takes courage to have your eyes wide open Mm. as a parent in today's society, because there are things that could potentially overwhelm parents. Am I right? We we did a whole podcast on this, right? Megan and I sat down together, our 18 year old daughter, and we talked about, are you scared for your children's future? Because that is truth, right? That there is an element when you look at what world they're potentially inheriting meaning like the people that are in it and the sins Mm. that are being um, deemed legal. And when I say legal, I don't mean biblically lawful, okay? Sins that are being deemed legal and and how that has influenced Mm -hmm. nominal Christians and the mass majority of society just to follow along. It does take courage to look at that with your eyes wide open and go, oh, I'm so, and not go, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm gonna ignore it. But instead go, that's the truth. I need to teach my kids and I need to protect my children. And that's gonna require making some hard decisions today, right? It takes courage to make the unpopular but better choice to see droves of, believers going in a direction, parents and others, Mm -hmm. and to say, no, I'm going to go in this other direction. I know it'll be unpopular, but it's better. Mm -hmm. It takes courage to do that. Be courageous. That's why this last year we changed the name of the ministry to Be Courageous Ministry because it takes courage. Believers need to be encouraged to be more courageous because if we're not, it's not going to work out very well in a post-truth world. We're living in a different time, a different world. It's the speed of change is accelerating. We're never to parent in fear. We're not to operate in fear. God says, don't fear anything. He says, respect and love me and know that I am in control, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, which is awesome. But we have responsibility, of course. So so we're in a post-truth world. It takes courage 
to do so. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will has some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Second Timothy 4, 2 through 5 says, Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, enduring suffering. Uh, Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. We look at that scripture and go, that is what we're doing. Well, and I love that this says fulfill your ministry. So every person that is sitting here listening to this This is something that God is calling us all to. As for you, always be sober-minded. How do you be sober-minded? It means you're going to take the rose-tinted glasses off and you're going to look at the reality of how the world is. You know, there's two kinds of people in the world. There are those people that are the glass half empty and the glass half full, (laughs) right? Truthfully, I'm just going to say it. We all know that. And sometimes even the people who are the half glass full people have a negative day. Sometimes you just wrong wake up on the wrong side of the day, bed, right? And you just have uh, like a, a, you're more pessimistic maybe that day. And you need to get in the word and have your mind renewed. Yes. But what we're talking about is regardless of if you are a half glass full, regardless of if you're a half glass empty kind of person, you need to see truth for truth and you need to operate in reality. I mean, making parental decisions based upon the reality of how our world is today and knowing what God's word says and how we're supposed to respond to those truths about the sin in the world today. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I think that even like I think that there's this um, people kind of put other people who are on a like on a pedestal or people who have the ability to be half glass full people. They're like, man, I just wish I could be more like that. But can I just say that one of the pitfalls that those types of people fall into is that they will gloss everything over is going, oh, it's okay. 
it's okay. And then what happens? Their children end up getting injured either spiritually or physically or emotionally because they're not doing their job to protect the way God has called them to, or they don't fully fulfill the jurisdictions that God's called them to do and their responsibilities walking in this ravaged generation, in this fallen world, right? If you're constantly trying to look for the good all the time, like, yes, God's word says to meditate on things that are true and pure and well, okay, but is that only good things? says true, truth, right? And so sometimes you do have to go, okay, this is the reality of what we're dealing with so that you can make a wise decision, right? And so I I just bring that up because this is saying always be sober-minded. This is a word to all of us. And then it says, fulfill your ministry. So what is your ministry, right? Amen, right? And it also says in, um, let's see here, right in the beginning, it says... um, Second Timothy three one. Thank you. Second Timothy three one. But understand this: the last days there will come times of difficulty. People will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those... So anyways, and it goes on and on. So this is so important to realize because the normal Christian rhythms are not working, okay? To have fruitfulness. Most children who launch from Christian homes are are launching and denouncing their faith, even if they went to church every week, even if the parents had some conversations with them, even those that frankly have accepted the Lord, you're watching droves of children fall away from the faith. And I don't want to get into a theological discussion about that, but we all can agree that that's happening. And so the normal go to church on Sunday, put your kids in all the programs and live isn't working very well. It takes parents discipling their children. Mm -hmm. It takes parents having open communication Mm -hmm. and discussing things where children feel comfortable talking about their Mm -hmm. unbelief because of how they're being raised instead of being in a Mm -hmm. kind of a religious Religious. home. It's a relationship home and it's in your cultivating and pointing them to Jesus. And you're having these discussions and you're discipling, you're teaching the Bible. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. see the physical Bible being opened, not just on Sundays, but But all during the week. And they have their own Bibles and they're praying, they have their own prayer lives and they, you know, there's, there's this authentic Christianity happening. Mm -hmm. There's this authentic experiencing God. Parents are giving credit and glory to God the Father for prayer requests they prayed with their children Mm -hmm. together on. And two weeks later, they're circling back and going, wow, look how God answered that prayer. See, a lot of these things don't aren't happening because they don't naturally happen in this world Mm -hmm. because it goes against the culture of normal Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I hate that that's the case, Mm -hmm. but we're in a post-truth world. There's so much pressure, access to anything through technology. There's so many distractions that it takes an intentionality that's different than previous generations to equip confident Christian kids to launch into this world, into the future world that's even more changed than today. We're not preparing them for today. Mm -hmm. We're preparing preparing them for a future Mm -hmm. world. So remember, that scripture is 
accurate about today. Mm-hmm. The Bible is becoming more relevant as things progress in time. It's mm-hmm. always relevant, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes people think, oh, is that still relevant today, especially young people? And we're constantly showing mm-hmm. our kids how it's even more relevant, how it's mm-hmm. incredibly relevant mm-hmm. in everything. And so now, so just be careful of that. And some, pe- yeah. some people call it nominal Christianity, which is, you know, they believe in Jesus, but there just really isn't very much spiritual leadership. There just isn't that component of relationship with God uh, and relationship an with their kids and then bringing them all together and, and experiencing God together. It's just, there's, there's a drought and our ministry, which is really God's ministry that he mm. has us stewarding is to wake people up is that we have to be courageous in these times. Mm-hmm. We have to go against the grain. We have to be willing to look like a fool sometimes for the sake of the godliness of our families. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to be like like people, like the disciples that try to walk out on water, right? Like it took, takes courage to walk out on the water towards Jesus and to take that step of faith. And I think over and over again, as a mom, how many times has God called me to be doing something that maybe wasn't the normal thing that I grew up with or wasn't the normal thing that I've ever seen before with anyone else before, right? And Or or what the world says is just weird. Like I even think about having our sixth child or having our seventh child or having our eighth <laughs> or being pregnant for the ninth time, 10th time, 11th time. Like every time I have felt this like more um, – I'll be honest, I felt more alone from the world, but closer to God. Hmm. Because what he's calling me to do each of those times, which is just between, I'm just sharing my own personal testimony in this. This is just one way that God has called me to be courageous. And I know that it's like, it it's caused, it, it, my walking in obedience has not caused division, but I think that with other people, it's caused them to think. And then they, they just it affects them somehow and either our relationships grow stronger or they don't. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so it's it's become the thing that it's like, well, do we actually live what we believe when we believe that life is a gift? Do we actually live that? Do our kids see evidence of that in our lives? And and then I think about like just even the choice that we made for me to be a stay-at-home mom, to be a one-income family all those years ago. And to, to choose for me to be at home with them so that they would not be in daycare, they would not be with other people. Like there were a lot of sacrifices along the way as the world would look at it. But for us, we looked at it as it was our ministry. We didn't look at it as sacrifice in that regard. Amen. And But it did take courage because there were people who opposed us in every single decision that we made. And now what's awesome is that 23 years later, some of those same people are our biggest cheerleaders that are our biggest supporters. And they're like, wow, look at what you, you God has done through you guys and good job. And, and I, I share that with you, not to impress you, but to share with you, if you're in a stage where you feel like you're making decisions where maybe your family isn't supporting, or maybe you're, fr- you're realizing, well, I don't know, they're not as like-minded, those friends that we were going to church with. Why, why are they doing that with their kids? Well, we would never do that. Maybe you're thinking those things. Maybe you're dealing with those situations. I have to encourage you to be courageous and do what God has called you to do. Do not allow the people-pleasing human flesh in you to change your actions and your decisions because this is about you being obedient to what God has called you to. 
Now, here's the really good news. God is in control. God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. He loves you. He mm -hmm. loves your children. He is working. He's active. And he wants deep relationship mm -hmm. with us and with your children. And that is really, really encouraging. But we don't just know that and believe that and forget about that God gave us responsibilities. Yes. He gave us jurisdictions and authority in our children's lives on purpose. In fact, you are the God-authorized authority that has the most influence, at least is supposed mm -hmm. to, and to be the spiritual leaders on earth, most important ones. There might be others like a pastor and so forth, but you're the most important ones to, to, to teach, equip, disciple uh, the children. And so that is so important. In Romans... Um, Thank you, honey. Romans 12, 1 through 2, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And then it goes into this really famous scripture that we love. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing, but sorry, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay. Mm. So we have a responsibility to discern yes. what is good, not go with the flow, go along to get along with other believers. Mm -hmm. It is to discern, is this the very best thing for my kid's education? Is this the very best thing yeah. for my children's health? Is this the very best thing for peer influences? Is this the very best thing for their character? Is this the very best thing for their future? Mm -hmm. Is it the very best thing for the world they're going to be launching into versus, or am I preparing them for a world that's past that I grew up in? Mm. And so we have to discern, we have to have a renewing of our minds. Sometimes we have to forget what we cared about, what we loved, the experiences we loved and realize that those experiences have to be a little different today for the protection and discipleship of our children. Yeah, so that our kids are actually equipped, like Isaac was saying, for the future that they are going to be launching into, but also for now. I think that children more than anything, especially if you have young adults and you have teenagers, can I just like put in a little tip here? Your kids need to know that God has a purpose for their life today. God has a purpose for them right now. Their life does not begin when they graduate. It does not begin when they launch from your home. It does not begin when they get married and they have kids. It has begun from the moment that they were born. Amen. And God has had a purpose for them, but are you raising them up with the excitement and the enthusiasm for what that is, for growing them up in spiritual maturity, right? That they would move from milk to meat like Paul teaches us, like that is an exciting journey that we as parents get to facilitate, cultivate, nurture, water, and witness it grow. Amen. So God is in control, but we have responsibilities and we need to take those responsibilities seriously. Mm -hmm. And the world has changed. It's just a different ballgame. Like, are we playing with the old strategy or the new strategy that is needed? Now, yeah. the biblical truth never changes, but there are new situations today. There's mm -hmm. new threats the enemy is posing against families. There is the purposeful desire by the enemy. It's evident. The World Economic Forum, all of these things that are happening, you think politi politics, international stuff, all the different things happening, mm -hmm. is really a war on God. 
It's a war on God's goodness, and it's a war on how God set up the family. It's a war on all of these things. It's a war on freedom, Mm -hmm. right? And so we have to understand that we have responsibilities Mm -hmm. to equip our children for a different world. And by the way, if we're being intense, it's because God gave us uh, a a prompting, a vision (laughs) to be serious about these things for the sake and benefit of his people. Well, it's his Titus 2 command, and we recognize that we're in a season now with having older children and having learned a lot, and we still have a lot to learn. And But we realize that like for us, there were many gaps and holes in seasons where we wish we had mentors and people who had done it well, where we could say, hey, what is your advice in this to be able to seek wise counsel? And there were many dry seasons. There were seasons where we had mentors, like when we lived in Portland. And then there were drier seasons that we didn't have people that we really looked up to because of fruit in their life. And we wanted, and instead those was the season where God had us teaching others. And so we recognize, and we hear it from you guys all the time that you've asked people to mentor you and people say, no, we are saying yes to the command and the call to be Titus two men and women. And even though it's it's a little bit different because it's virtual, right? We're hoping that the transparency that we bring in these podcasts on a weekly basis are a huge encouragement to you guys because that's part of the mission. Well, and and the bride of Christ is active. The church is active all over the world. Yes. And God is doing something. God deeply cares about the church. There's no perfect churches and those kinds of things. But one mm-hmm. of the things that we we were told in starting the ministry, a little behind the scenes here, is that, and we noticed too, is that there really isn't a lot of discipleship of parents in the church. Right. There isn't a lot of really practical equipping, biblically-based equipping in the local churches. Now, if you have that, praise the Lord. Oh, that's amazing. But I think yes. God has had us and others to to try and help fill that gap. Mm-hmm. And if you can find it locally, that's always the best. Look for it and yes. find it. Yes. But um, we hope to maybe fill some some of the gaps in in that. And that's uh, God has put us on a mission. Mm-hmm. So our mission, it's on the front of BeCourageousMinistry.org, the new website this year. Uh, our mission is to equip God's people to be courageous in uncertain times. And so we're so committed to that. And that has to do with marriage, that has to do with parenting, and it has to do with even impacting kids. Now we have the kids podcast in the Be Courageous app. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really committed to all people. And I'm sure we'll be sharing about being grandparents too. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is pretty cool. But yeah. Joshua 1.9, uh, the signature verse you guys all know about, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Isn't that encouraging? I love that verse. There's another one that's in Deuteronomy 31 that's very similar where Moses is telling Joshua to be courageous. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 31. Let me see if I can just get it here. It says, be strong and courageous, verse 5. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And I think that both of those verses going together is such a huge encouragement, especially for parents who are operating in reality and recognizing the truth of the world. God has not forsaken us. He has not left. It, and I'm actually encouraged. And I hope you guys are too. I hope that you are raising your kids with an excitement and an enthusiasm that God has actually designed them and made them and chosen them to be in their generation for a reason. These are exciting times to be living in, not times to be dreading being in. 
right? And that is what we need to be encouraging our children with. But we also need to be equipping them, which is one of the reasons why Isaac and I have felt like God was calling us to expand our goal, if you will, right? Originally, when we started four years ago, it was a one million legacy, right? And God had has already been impacting so many people. And we just feel like he's saying, hey, think bigger, you guys. So we're at what, hun? Well, 10 million legacy movement. And when we say that, this is what it means. We feel like God has called us to have an indelible impact on 10 million families to live biblically, parent biblically, and launch offspring, launch their children into the world as strong Christians equipped and ready Mm -hmm. to do the same through their families and through their communities. Mm -hmm. So think about the impact of this. This is what gets me excited, right, Mm -hmm. is if... The ministry, if God can use the ministry to impact 10 million families, what is that in the next generation and in the next generation? Mm-hmm. It is exponential yeah. in the influence of all those believers. And so we're really excited about it. We appreciate it when you're excited about mm-hmm. it. Sometimes on social media, when people share, I'll say, hey, thanks for furthering the 10 million legacies movement, because it literally is. Right. Every time you give a review, you share, you give us an encouragement. Mm-hmm. We need it. Um, you give, you donate on the website. Uh, you buy a course. You you buy a hat. You buy a mug to remind yourself to be resolute or be courageous. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff mm-hmm. helps this thing keep moving, and we so appreciate it. And we need it, frankly. It's 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 really important. All mm-hmm. of it's important. That's right. I even want to just share with you guys, this is one of the passages in scripture that's been a huge encouragement to Isaac and I over the years to even just audit. And as we're headed into holidays and new year, and I just think this is a good thing for us to always have at the forefront of our our minds, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. And that is like the foundation of this ministry is that we have been letting the Lord build this ministry, but also we have dedicated our family and our home for the Lord to build. And we pray that you would be dedicating your Mm. family, your marriage, your home, that the Lord would be building it so that those who build it don't labor in vain, right? It says, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is man who has fills his quiver with them. He will not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. You guys, this is the time that we're living in where there are enemies in our gates. There are enemies in the social media. Mm-hmm. There are enemies in our workplaces. There are, there are like, I, I, when I was a child, I remember reading verses about enemies and going, well, but that just doesn't even make sense because if we're <laughs> living as Christians and we're nice to people, then how would we ever have an enemy? Well, there is pure evil that hates goodness, that hates nice, actually. There is pure evil that is out to steal, kill, destroy, and it is masquerading as light. That's why the Bible warns us about false teachers, wolves in sheep's clothing. We need to teach our children about these. Just like in the verse that we recently read that says, avoid such people, avoid them. It literally was the last sentence, avoid such people. 
three words. And that is how Christians are actually, we're supposed to do a certain discernment in this world and make decisions out of courage versus just what the nominal, normal Christian rhythms were like we were talking about that are like, oh, just tolerate it all. Let's let it all in. Let it all in. Well, that's how it infects the body of Christ. And God wants his church to be blemish free. He wants us to be holy because he is holy. That is not a self-righteous message. That is a God-righteous message. Amen. So to wrap it up in the last few minutes here, we just want to share this year our, uh, you know, 52 episodes, over 200 encouraging social media posts. A lot of work goes into those, by the yeah. way. Make sure they're biblically accurate to, to write them out, to the design, all that stuff. Um, you know, Be Courageous site this year that was launched, the app that was, you know, it's kind of started uh, the, the end of the previous year, but really all happened this year. Mm -hmm. and uh, launching coffee, um, the Be Courageous yeah. Coffee, uh, the, the courses, over 385 people took the Parenting Mentor Program. Uh, that's growth, by the way, over the previous year. And so just really amazing to see people taking seriously mm -hmm. their parenting to a new level. And already the coffee is supporting, helping. It's a piece, small piece. It's about a thousand a month, to be candid with you, of supporting the ministry. So we so appreciate mm -hmm. it. We literally needed that. So, so thankful we started that. Yeah. There's some uh, revenue areas that uh, for the ministry and for our family that have disappeared. And the reason is mm -hmm. out of standing for truth. We we dropped something that uh, wasn't directly ministry, but provided a good amount of money this last year. And um, so it, it is important. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're looking to the ministry to mm -hmm. completely provide for our family when it's, it actually has been subsidized by my consulting in past, something Angie was doing, mm -hmm. and those things are disappearing. Um, and so because we're so bold for the faith and, yeah. we're, and now there's so much work to be done right. that we really are trying to find other ways and we're not a nonprofit because we really believe that um, there's going to be increasing pressure on nonprofits to move away from biblical truth in those three areas I highlighted earlier and others. And you'll see it start to happen because they want to preserve their nonprofit status because they only survive through donations and mm -hmm. that everybody's conditioned. Uh, you know, a lot of people are conditioned to give only when it's a nonprofit. So because yeah. of that, we are not going that route, although we're operating very much just like a, a nonprofit, but we're not going to do that because we don't, we want preservation of freedom of speech so that biblical mm -hmm. truth can be proclaimed. And we never get in that moment mm -hmm. where like, should we share this about marriage? Mm -hmm. Should we share this about gender? Should we share this about what's mm -hmm. the truth around sex and, and, um, right. and these different things? We're never going to purposely put the ministry in that kind of jeopardy. Yes, jeopardy, I believe it is, uh, to go the nonprofit route. And so, um, that is the why behind that. We think we're being wise. We think that as we go into the future, there's going to be increased pressure for nonprofits not to say the truth, and they'll have to wrestle with the ones that are. We'll have to wrestle with that. And I and even wrestle with the um, different things that they've had to sign off on, if you will, when they become a nonprofit to say that they won't participate in, whether that's um, talking about political issues and different things like that. Like we just believe that literally every aspect of our life involves God and faith and that God can't be compartmentalized out of those things. So yeah, our faith should impact how we vote. Yes, our faith should impact how we buy things and where we buy things and who we endorse. And so those are not popular things to talk about. And by the way, um, I feel complete freedom to post anything. Mm-hmm. 
And I want to keep that. That is so important. If God prompts me to share something, I want to be able to share it. And uh, amen. So that's Be Courageous Ministry. We're trying to steward it really well, and we appreciate your help with mm-hmm. that. So this year, so many cool things happened, and um, we're so excited about it. Next year, 2023, uh, we aim to do over 100 new podcast episodes. So for both podcasts. So the kids oh, for both podcasts. For I'm both podcasts. like, what? <laughs> we're going to do two a week? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, no. But it might even be more because you know what? I've been saying this for a while, and it's just been a matter of priorities but I've got to get the Resolute Man podcast going just yes. because You've I feel- You've had so many people asking about it. And I just feel yeah. like a burden. I feel a burden to do that. I, I really feel like God has given me uh, some wisdom around this. And I think that, and we'll have mm-hmm. some guests on and stuff. It, I just think it's so important. So it'd be way more than hundred episodes. It'd be three podcasts a week, uh, hopefully. And that's not counting Be Peculiar, which is Megan's <laughs> ministry, right? So it's not even part of Be Courageous Ministry. She's 18. She's starting Be Courageous, mm-hmm. or sorry, Be Peculiar. And so, but that's uh, that's separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, books. Uh, we really want to create more content. We mm-hmm. have books written, but there's more books to be written. It's time to start writing some books uh, again and, and to really get the ones done that we've already written and uh we need some equipment there's there's real needs for the ministry skills we need people that actually have skills even more than equipment in that sense right that can come alongside us and help us with like so if you want to help uh you can hit becourageousministry.org and you can reach out and things like that if you have skills on book editing and these kinds of things or even just like lifting the burden on certain things like customer service or i don't even know what we would be looking for but then that would provide you more time to do the resolute man podcast we, we hope to do tons of free content in the in the Be Courageous app. Obviously, the app has a small monthly fee, but we want to do tons of free content in there. Angie's already been doing a weekly live in the birth and pregnancy. She'll probably do in the Courageous Mom mm-hmm. next. And she just is real committed to weekly doing a live mm-hmm. and Q&A. And then we do a monthly live Q&A together in there. Mm-hmm. So we're really committed to lots of free content in the Be Courageous app. It's safer. We can really be ourselves. Yeah. You can be yourself. Talk about those things. And it supports yep. the ministry yep. for a very small amount, which is amazing. So that we have a vision for expanded impact. 1.3 million downloads this next year for the podcast, the, the Courageous Parenting podcast alone. We're super thrilled and encouraged by having you on the journey with us. So we so appreciate it. We hope this episode was helpful. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, you guys. We'll see you next time and Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.